Hey, welcome to the Pastor Duke podcast coming to you from upstate New York. My garden is growing. We're making plans to move to South Carolina, Rock Hill area coming this fall. Don't know what that's going to entail, how it's going to unfold. We're living by faith again, but uh, we're excited what the Lord's doing in our life. Also, thank you for tuning me in. Record week last week on my podcast, over 5,000 listens, plus uh, my time on According to John. I'm his co-host, uh, another 1,700 listens, so 6,700 people Listen to me last week over podcasting. I'm so thankful for that. I never spoke to crowds of people like that before in my ministry. So you're the reason I do it. And uh, any success, all glory to God. And uh, thanks be to you who tuned me in. Today we continue with another prophetic in the news type uh, lesson. I call the podcast today Wars and Rumors of Wars. I hear the words of Jesus when asked, when are you coming again? Matthew chapter 24, verses 3 through 7. He said, you'll hear of wars and rumors of war. See that ye be not troubled, for all these things must come to pass. What will the Taliban do next as they tighten their grip on Afghanistan and sort through all the billions of dollars of military hardware Joe Biden gave them uh, last year? Is China going to invade uh, Taiwan, where 80% of the automobile computer chips are manifested? Why are the Chinese doing flyovers on Taiwan? Is it just an intimidation or is it uh, inevitable that they will invade? Why are the Chinese warships amassing near our U.S. West Coast? What's up with the two Israeli airstrikes into Syria? Why does the mainstream media not tell us of the 50% of the U.S. combat pilots discharged from our U.S. forces for non-compliance on the COVID vaccine mandate. They didn't tell you about that. Google it up. Lots of facts are out there that somebody doesn't want you and I to know about. Seems to me that as the U.S. military weakens and the rest of the expansionist regimes of the world are emboldened, seems like that's happening before our eyes. The balance of global power has clearly shifted. We gave $55 billion to secure Ukrainian borders, all the while our own border is wide open. Hmm. What's that all about? Each of the world political power blocks has global expansionistic agendas. Islam, with all their oil leverage and hatred for everything not Islamic, are so trying to please Allah in their theology, their eschatology. They're trying to please Allah so that in his favor, he will release the Mahdi from the well where Islamic apocalypse will destroy all all enemies, and Islam will rule and reign on planet Earth. I assure you, Islam in the Bible would be kings of the south, Daniel chapter 11. They have no fear, and uh, they will soon be nuked up via the Obama-Biden uh, Iranian deal. 
and are ready to take on any global opposition. <laughs> I'm not trying to be a dookie downer today. I'm just bringing to your attention what's going on. It seems like Jesus knew what he was talking about, wars and rumors of wars. All the while, U.S. military is fighting on the battlefield of wokeism, of gender identification, slashing our military budget and giving away one-third of our military hardware to the Taliban. This may be part of the prophetic reasons, Jesus said, there will be wars and rumors of wars. The vying for power is nothing new politically. It's always been that way in the history of the world, but a clear shifting of power is midstream. What must be biblically known is this. None of the political power brokers, I'd like to call them Easty, China, Westy, NATO, the U European Union, Westy, Northy, Russia and her allies, Southy, Kings of the South, Islam, none of them are good guys. They are all blinded by Satan and all tools of Satan to bring about his ultimate attack on humanity. You know, for God so loved the world, the opposite side of that coin is for Satan so hated the world. He used greed, he uses lust for power in each political block to blind and impassion them towards global conquest. Well, who are the good guys? The good guys are Jesus' followers throughout the globe. And when Jesus comes at the rapture of the church, he will deliver us from this present evil world. But what we are seeing now lines up exactly with what Jesus and the prophets said it would look like in the last day's political scenario. Every day we are hearing of more wars and rumors of wars at our precipice. I'm hearing Biden talking big, but acting little. I'm hearing Lindsey Graham, a Republican, calling for the assassination of Putin and for war against Russia. I'm hearing the formerly pacifist Democrats now calling for military conflict. Let's summarize it all this way. The war cauldrons are boiling a lot of unknowns are breathing down our throats on top of gas prices, food shortages, runaway inflation. COVID politics ain't over. As we had hoped, here now comes monkeypox. What's, what's that all going to be about? Here's what we do know, for the Bible tells us so. We know for the second coming of Christ, Israel must come home. Cha-ching! May 14, 1948. They did. Jerusalem must be retaken. Cha-ching. June 10th, 1967. It was taken. Old Roman Empire needs to be politically reborn. Cha-ching. March 25th, 1967. Today we call it the European Union. The Western Alliance of the Antichrist. Sometimes we might call it NATO. We know an army of 200 million from the east, China, will march into Armageddon, and presently the Communist Chinese Party can do that to the letter. We know that Antichrist's first order of business is to confirm a covenant, a peace treaty with Israel, no doubt for her defense, Daniel 9, 24 to 27 prophesied that. 
which we know will infuriate Islam, and I see that connecting those dots as the kings of the south, Daniel eleven forty to 43, they'll be so infuriated by the Antichrist union with Israel that they will attack uh, they'll attack Israel, and they'll be attacking the Antichrist who supports Israel, who set up his throne in Jerusalem as, to add insult to injury, as he will be the Antichrist. Antichrist sets up his headquarters in Jerusalem, not in Brussels, Belgium, which would make sense, the head of the European Union, or Paris, or London, or Berlin, the great uh, cities of the European Union. Antichrist will go where Jesus went. He will set in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. 2 Thessalonians 2, verse 4. We know that Russia and her allies will also come against Israel, Ezekiel chapter 38 and 39. Is it their hatred for Israel and their lust for Israeli uh, resources that they wish to take, or is it also to face off once and for all with the newly emerged Western power, the Antichrist himself, champion of the Western world. So with all this brewing, I take you back to more words from Jesus in that same sermon we call the Olivet Discourse. Luke 21, verse 25 says, There shall be distress of nations with perplexity. We are surely there with all the rumors of wars, inflation, supply line issues, baby formula issues, southern border issues, LGBTQ issues, critical race theory issues, government corruption issues, the looming New World Order and the World Economic Summit's Great Reset looming. Klaus Schwab, president of the World Economic uh, summit calls what is coming the fourth industrial revolution with the United Nations Agenda 2021, now renamed Agenda 2030, and its massive global depopulation movement in full swing using vaccines and food shortages to manipulate the global population through fear. That's not my opinion. That's exactly what Schwab said in his book, look it up. Through environmental brainwashing, they've convinced the woke world they need to save the planet from the population. The new world order holiness is reduction of your carbon footprint. Oh my, oh my, you can't make this stuff up. How crazy is this? The energy crisis is a political agenda to collapse the global economies and force the new world order. So all the fear-mongering, all of the wars and rumors of wars, all of the insecurities mounting, I see as a preparing the way for the emergent new world order leader, the Antichrist whom we see in Revelation chapter 6, verse 2, he rides in onto the world scene on a white horse of peace. He will initially have a powerful gift of diplomacy. Immediately, he brokers peace with Israel and her enemies, and he will be 
as it were, an angel of light. The answer man the world has long been waiting for, one who will settle the Putin-Biden-G, NATO-Iranian-Taliban issues. Israel buys in immediately, Daniel 9, and they suck up to him. That makes me think America will continue turning further and further away from Israel because she, Israel, since 1948, has leaned upon America uh, for her defense and security, it seems to me America will soon be of no value to Israel. That's how I see it developing. But three and a half years later, after the Antichrist emerges, their Jewish answer man turns out to be their worst enemy. He's going to make Hitler look like a decent guy. The white horse of peace in Revelation chapter 6 verse 2 soon becomes the red horse of war in chapter 6 verse 4. The peace was but a demonic segue into Satan's real agenda to use one global power broker to destroy the other power brokers. We're not talking a good guy emerging from the fray. They're all evil. God's heart is to save the world. Satan's heart is to destroy the world, to destroy people. If I'm going to hell, hell is prepared for the devil and his angels. According to Jesus, Satan wants everybody to join him there. So pulling it all together, what we know for sure from Scripture, along with the myriad of unknowns from all the political unrestful chatter, here's how I'm interpreting the scenario. I remind you, Scriptures are a lock. They're in stone. My interpretation of things is no more than how I see it fitting together. I'm not confident I'm 100% perfect. But I pray, I study, I listen, and here's how I see it. And if I'm wrong on this stuff, that would make me happy because it's kind of bad news, uh, really, really bad news for those who reject Christ. And, of course, it's all part of what we have to go through who do trust him, and we do know who wins in the end. I personally do not see a world war happening before the rapture of the church, and here's why. I see the rapture in Revelation chapter 4, verse 1, where Christ calls out uh, from heaven, the doors open, a trumpet sounds, the voice cries out, come up hither. There's a huge heavenly convention celebrating the glory of, of Jesus who is worthy, uh, the lamb that was slain in Revelation chapter 4 and verse 5. And the church is never mentioned again in Revelation. It becomes distinctly Jewish book again in chapter 7 with 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel unleashed as God's witnesses to the planet that has up to this point rejected Christ. Those left behind will have opportunity to learn what is happening and put their faith and trust in Jesus. But they're going to be facing off with the Antichrist. They're going to have to reject that mark of the beast which will soon be in their face and we know from study of book of revelation there will be much martyrdom go on during those days but all hell is about to be outpoured upon planet earth 
as we launch into that final seven-year period of time. Christ comes for his church at the beginning of the tribulation. He comes with his church at the end of the tribulation to rescue Israel, to set up his kingdom. Oh, that glorious prayer has been prayed a billion times. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. That's going to happen. It will be our glorious reality. It's soon after the rapture of the church when this seven-year tribulation has begun with the Antichrist now rising up from prominence at the beginning of the tribulation to power in the middle of the tribulation when he institutes the marking system and he is a complete despot dictator ruling the world. World War III begins soon after the rapture of the church as I see it. Battle number one, the kings of the south, Islam faces off first. Daniel 11 mentioned that before. Uh, and they're defeated by God <laughs> and the forces of God. They're defeated clearly. And then next is the battle of, we read Ezekiel 38, 39, where Russia and her allies, Iran, Ethiopia, Libya, marched down against the mountains of Israel. They also are defeated by God. And then, of course, the final battle in the War of Armageddon will be China, and all of the players are now in place. All the technology for the Antichrist, Mark of the Beast, is in place. Now the global population surveillance systems necessary to make that happen is in place. It's all been screaming successful for the Communist Chinese Party to hold their populace captive to their political demands. If the system works in China, I bet the Antichrist can use it to control the rest of the world with all the power of Satan behind him. It's all set up with the digital IDs, its facial recognition, the implanted chips, the scanners, the 5G, space links, and immense data centers we now call the cloud. All that had to be in place for Satan to have this kind of control. 50 years ago when I began to study this out, this sounded like Star Trek, man. But today, it's our reality. The technology has caught up, has fit into what the Bible said long ago would happen. I see America continue to be weakened economically and militarily. I see America as a waning voice on the global scene. This doesn't make me happy, but I'm a Christian. I'm a follower of Jesus before I'm an American. And my victory is not in a political party or a political leader to rise up in America to reestablish a, a constitutional republic. But if that happens, I'm happy, but uh, my trust is in the Lord. I see central controllers killing off small business. I see censorship battles continuing to rage. There's people standing up against the movement of darkness, uh, trying to do right things. And for all of that, I'm thankful. I just don't hold my breath on it. I see a central command from the UN, the World Health Organization, the World Economic Summit, Paris Climate Accord, the World Bank, and soon to be UN military unleashed on non-consenting nations. 
That's been happening this very week with the convening of the World Health Organization. I'm told that that's been pushed back by nationalism versus globalism. So uh, I would see that as a little bit of a slowdown on Satan's march to complete control. I see Bill Gates continuing his vaccine frenzy along with Team Fauci, Klaus Schwab, and George Soros. I see the rich getting richer and the poor getting poorer. I see Satan relentlessly killing unborn babies. Man, New York is in a frenzy. Uh, they are doing everything in power in our New York State Assembly and Senate to make New York an eternal haven for killing babies. Kind of one of the reasons I'm glad to be leaving New York. But I hate to just run away. I don't. I'm, I don't believe in running away. Just thinking maybe God's guiding me. We'll see. I see Satan continuing to divide the nations all over race, over gender insanities. That's it's just insanity. I see many awakened to their demonic advance in our culture, rising up against it. Uh, that's cool. Forming a strong resistance movement, which I, I think I'm part of that movement. I'm praying against it. I just want people to be saved. I want people to wake up to the realities around them, to know that the scriptures foretold these things. It's happening in their face. The victory is not political. The victory is in a savior, Jesus. So I'm using it all to point people to Jesus, the victor. I hate politics, for sure, but you got to get hold of this. Any scripturally awakened person knows that politics is the stage upon which the epic battle of the universe has played out upon through the millenniums. The battle between God and Satan, between good and evil, always plays out before our very eyes on the global political stage. I see the entirety of the present political world seen as set for the apocalypse. COVID has been a tool to prepare the populace for even greater governmental control in the future. I see COVID as a trial run and indeed a successful trial run to manipulate the populace. Team Gates has more uh, pandemics planned. They are looming, and he is, quote, trying to stay ahead of the game with new vaccines. He who professes to be somewhat of a savior, I see him as a grim reaper, central to all the depopulation movement of Agenda 2031. Many whom I respect are hoping for revival to drive back the forces of darkness and stop the Antichrist New World Order in its tracks. I'll be glad if they're right, but I don't see it in the prophetic scriptures. My calling is not to stop the book of Revelation from happening, but to prepare people for the time when it will happen. I'm going to walk you through this passage in 2 Thessalonians 2 that shows the time frame, not so much the day or the hour, but the sequence, I would say. 
Second Thessalonians 2, 1. Now we beseech you, brethren, by the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ and our gathering unto him. That's the rapture. That you be not soon shaken in mind or troubled, neither by spirit nor by word nor by letter, as from us, that the day of Christ is at hand. Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day shall not come, except there come a falling away first. The apostasia, a lot of us... Once strong churches are watering it down, they're turning away, and many are turning away from faith. And that man of sin, the Antichrist, be revealed, whom the son, uh, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that is called God or his worship, so that he, as God, sitteth in the temple of God, showing himself that he is God. Remember ye not, when I was with you, I told you these things. Paul's going to say, hey, look, this isn't overtly complicated just follow this through and now you know what withholdeth that he the antichrist might be revealed in this time well who, who is the antichrist well it's satan incarnate in the flesh who can hold back satan it's surely not the duke meister it's not me it's not you it's not your preacher it's the holy spirit where does he live in us who believe the holy spirit is holding back the antichrist for verse seven for the mystery of iniquity doth already work only he who now letteth will let until he be taken out of the way. The word let it there is the, means restrains. The Holy Spirit is restraining. He's holding back the Antichrist. It's the Holy Spirit. When Jesus comes <laughs> at the rapture of the church, watch what happens. For the mystery of iniquity doth already work. Only he who now let it, the Holy Spirit will let. He'll restrain until he, the Holy Spirit, be taken out of the Antichrist away, and then shall the wicked Antichrist be revealed, whom the Lord will consume with the brightness uh, of his coming. And just, and so even him, Antichrist, whose coming is after the working of Satan with all power and signs and lying wonders and with all deceivableness of unrighteousness in them that perish, because they receive not the love of the truth that they might be saved. And for this cause, God shall send them strong delusion that they should believe a lie. The Antichrist is going to have a giant lie that's going to be so believable. I think the lie is going to be explaining the rapture. The world will not be able to pretend that the rapture didn't happen. I think he's just going to do the old switcheroo. Woe unto them and say evil is good and good is evil. And the Antichrist, I believe the lie will be, he'll come on international TV, speak to every nation, kindred, and tribe, and he'll comfort them by saying, uh, reviewing all of the world's problems, kind of like I did on this podcast, and they, they need an answer, man. Of course, he is the answer, man. He's just going to say, the wrath of God fell upon the children of disobedience. Those born-again Christians who had it to be their way all thought Jesus is the only way to heaven, and they were relentless, and the wrath of, of God has fallen upon the children of disobedience. Man, I think that's going to be the lie, and they're going to love to hear it because they don't exactly like us now. We're, they cause uh, homophobes and uh, deplorable. And uh, when we're gone, they're going to be glad. So I see the rapture of the church as the trigger for the Antichrist to step onto the world scene. As the answer man, the world is threatened and longs for a man of peace, in my view. Uh, he'll bring that peace, right? White horse of peace, Revelation 6 2. Very soon that white horse of peace is turned into the red horse of war. But then our Savior Jesus, in his time, will deliver us from this present evil world. Are you 
hearing of wars and rumors of wars? Uh, yes, you are. Is there distress of nations with perplexity? Uh, yes, there is. Man, I'm so ready to go home. I hope you are too. Meantime, I'm going to stay in the word of God. Meantime, I'm going to keep my hand on the plow. I'm going to stay on mission. I'm going to tell people about Christ. In the meantime, I'm going to love others fervently. In the meantime, I'm going to serve in my local church with all of my might. God's timing was perfect the first time Jesus came. I'm sure his timing will be perfect the next time he comes. I'm comforted as I watch those in the Gospels who hated Jesus the first time he was here, and um, they only fulfilled his plan he wasn't trying to stay off the cross. The cross was why he was uh, coming to planet Earth to be the payment for our sin. Same is true in our world today. Those who politically hate God, who hate us, the deplorables, uh, the great economic personalities uh, that are running our world today, they hate biblical morality. They hate pro-life people. They call us deplorable homophobes. They are only fulfilling the end times prophecy. They're not in control of anything. Jesus is on the throne. They are but puppets on the devil's string. Jesus came as a baby the first time as the Lamb of God. Uh, he will return as the warrior king, the lion of the tribe of Judah. We have nothing to fear. We know who wins. And we know what awaits us at his coming. Hey, thanks for tuning me in. I know this is heavy stuff, but um, it's in the scriptures. Jesus told us these things for a reason. He said, when you begin to see these things come to pass, look up. <laughs> Your redemption draws near. And when he comes, his reward is with him. Just think about heaven. Oh, man, oh, man, oh, man, we're almost there. What a time that will be when Jesus, we will see the one who paid the price for our sins, the worthy one, the Lamb of God, even so come quickly, Lord Jesus. Bye-bye for now.